Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't wait for it. You know, um, Bill's coming back to Fisher for another season. It's a, a one-year contract. You know, we in Rochester love having camp in town. You know, for for all the people who, who live in this town and follow the Bills, and and it's, you know, obviously a, a ton of people percentage-wise, football fans here, especially the way the Bills have played the last few years. And, you know, what you notice here, and I'm sure you, know, you might notice in Buffalo too, it's not just the football fans that are into the Bills. It's it's the 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 average, you know, sports fan. It's the you know, I want to be a part of the the big thing. I will admit my wife, who probably was a passive Bills watcher, who would talk to me about the Bills only because she knows it's my life for six months. You know, would she have a comment here or there? Oh, J.P. Lossman was terrible today, stuff like that. Now she's in the game. She's watching games. She's, you know, following it day to day. So when you have that kind of interest, you know, beyond just the average football fan, to be able to have those guys in town, to, you know, be able to go and, and see them, they're not playing a game, but they're they're doing football stuff to do it for free to, to be able to you know be up close to be able to get the autographs. You know, it, it is a something that we in Rochester take a lot of pride in that we are able to host the Bills for just three weeks, but we are still a training camp home, and it's always exciting when they come here. I know also personally for me, I love just not having to drive the throughway for two hours ah. every day to cover the Bills. So you know, training camp is always a fun part of the year. Well, it's it's always interesting for me because. It's not that far of a drive, right? It's like an hour and 20 minutes from my house to St. John Fisher University. But as I always tell my wife, that means it's three hours a day in the car where mm-hmm. I need to be getting work done, right? So instead of driving out there and driving back, I'll stay at the dorm. I'll drive out on one night, you know, stay one day or whatever, stay overnight, stay overnight again, have a dorm. PR takes care of us. We have dorm rooms all set up, things like that. A lot of us, you and I, will go out, we'll get a drink, we'll get something to eat at night. You know, we'll just have... Uh, conversation about the team or whatever, but it's a lot easier when they're when I'm there just to kind of wake up in the morning, go downstairs, get on the morning show, cover practice, do all my articles, videos, whatever I got to do, and then you know do a WGR hit and then stay overnight. Now that said, that's not going to happen as frequently this year overall because there's only ten practices. We've seen this kind of dwindling down and down over the last few years. No surprise necessarily, but ten practices is that too little? Do you did you expect more this year? No, I think that's that's pretty typical. We had more last year because the Bills played that Thursday game, so camp began a few days earlier. Right. It still is going to end at about the same time of year, so that'll decrease the number of practices from last year. But I think if you go to the camp before that, or actually you'd probably have to go back three years to before right. COVID, but 10 to 11 to 12 practices is about the wheelhouse for the Sean McDermott you know, camp at Fisher. Now, like I said, it's a one-year agreement between Fisher and the Bills for this year. And, you know, from what I understand, 
the the future is very much in question. I, I think both sides want to be together. I think the Bills like going to Fisher. You know, Sean McDermott, no matter where he has coached, what level he's coached at, what job he's had, every single year, whether it be the Panthers, the Eagles, or the Bills, he has always gone away for at least a couple weeks to start camp. And, you know, football coaches, they're notorious for not changing things when this is how we've always done it. So I don't think the Bills want to necessarily bring camp back to Buffalo, but, you know, there's agreements, there's, you know, things that need to be worked out. Um, and at this point, you know, this camp is only guaranteed through this season. The future is still, you know, like I said, in question, even though I think in a perfect world, both sides would want to continue, you know, having camp at Fisher for the foreseeable future. Wednesday, August 26, 9.45 a.m. is when they start. Thursday, August 10th, 9.45 a.m. AM is when they stop. That's their July last practice. What's that? You said, I think you said August 26th. July I did. 26th. There you Thank you very much for the correction. July 26th is when they start. Uh, August 10th is when they end. They do have 12 total practices, um, but one is in Orchard Park, the return of the blue and red, and one is closed to the public. So that's why we got to 10 overall for the public to, to view. All right, so Rochester, you got that. And then right away, you have three preseason games. They'll be at home against the Colts. They have a couple of road games. And then it's the regular season, a big Monday night game against the New York Jets. Um, a lot of talk about the Jets this year, obviously with Aaron Rodgers, rightfully so. He didn't participate very much in OTAs. They canceled their last week of uh, their their mandatory minicamp. They canceled the whole thing. He's not going to get much time with his receivers in training camp as far as games are concerned. Right? He's not going to play in a preseason game. I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers would play in a preseason game. Maybe. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Right. I Maybe. I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. But kind of have the feeling like it did last year with the Bills playing Matthew Stafford, who really kind of had a limited offseason. And he was a little bit rusty. So – you know, from the Bills standpoint, are they catching the Jets at the right time in week one? Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, I don't care how much Aaron Rodgers plays in the preseason. The Jets, by the way, do have the Hall of Fame game this year. So they do have right. an extra preseason game, you know, should you want to, you know, play Rodgers a little more with the offense. But regardless, you know, I, I look at this, the people made the Tom Brady with the Bucks comparison a lot. And there's a lot of things wrong with that. But the one thing I do hundred percent agree with is that the Jets offense with Aaron Rodgers is going to be a lot better as the season goes on, they're going to be a lot more cohesive, a lot more understanding of what everybody's role is in the offense when you get into November, into Thanksgiving, into December. So for the Bills to catch the Jets week one, and not only catch the Jets week one, but you get that road game week one. So, you know, theoretically, if you think Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are the biggest threat to the Bills this year, well, that makes at the Jets your toughest division game of the year. You catch them week one when the Jets offense is probably at its most discombobulated. I think it's a huge break for the Bills. And a big opportunity to take advantage of that situation, too. The Jets' opening six weeks are the hardest in the NFL, obviously based on last year's record. If you give the Jets a loss week one, and maybe they start two and four, one and five even, you know, who knows what happens in that maelstrom of media that is New York City? Who knows what happens in Aaron Rodgers' head? So it's a great opportunity for the Bills to take a division rival, knock them down a few pegs, and give yourself that you know, that buffer, that advantage that I think we expect the Bills to have is, in my opinion, still the class of the division. You know, obviously on the flip side, Jets win the game, then that hype machine that's already going into New York is just going to, you know, flip into overdrive. So a big game, but still, if I'm picking schedules, if I'm trying to pick games for the Bills, I would have 100% put at New York Jets in week one. Those uh, games you talked about for the Jets, they go to Dallas after they play the Bills. Then they have New England at home. Then the Chiefs at home. Then they go to Denver. Then they play the NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. 
after a bye, it's the Giants and the Chargers who are no cakewalk. Obviously, either of those two teams. So yeah, you're right. Um, those are that's eight games total, but the first six before you get to the bye are pretty much a gauntlet. And then you have the Miami Dolphins making news this week. Unfortunately, Tyree Kill in an uh, incident in Miami. Uh, under investigation. We'll see where that goes. But that being said, obviously a very big part of their offense. They've made some moves this offseason, especially the addition of Vic Fangio seems to be the one thing they've done that people are really, really excited about. But it all comes down probably to the health of quarterback Tua Tungavailoa. Is that the key for you? Like if you say, hey, if I told you right now, Thad, Tua is healthy for, you know, 16, 17 games, does that make them a major threat to the Buffalo Bills versus maybe if he isn't? Yes, 100%. If Tua, if you tell me right now, Tua's going to play 17 games, I think the Dolphins win 10 or 11. I think they're no worse than second place, and I think they're very much a threat to the Bills. I am interested to see how all the defensive changes kind of fit together. You know, you have Bradley Chubb, who kind of came in midseason, really was not effective at all last year, but now you give him a full offseason, you put him under Vic Fangio, who is, you know, one of the more respected defensive minds in the NFL. Let's not forget Jalen Ramsey's on that team now. You know, between him and Xavier Howard, it's crazy to think the Bills have Tredavious White, who is, you know, unquestionably one of the top few, you know, corners in the league, assuming he's back to 100% this year. I think he will be. And yet the Bills, probably when you want to talk about corner tandems, might be a distant third in their own division behind Howard and Ramsey in Miami and behind Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed with the Jets. That's how good the corner position is in the division and specifically – you know, with the Dolphins, assuming Ramsey, I think, you know, goes back to a level where we've seen him at before. He's not that old. I think he's 28. So this is not a guy who you would think would be, you know, heading down the backside of his career already. But fitting those pieces together with a new coordinator, you know, in, in a spot where I think the Dolphins have had talent defensively, but really haven't often assembled it into a cohesive, dangerous unit. I mean, they got good Jalen Phillips to me has been, you know, one of the more under-discussed defensive stories yes. in the AFC East. Christian Wilkins, I know everybody hates him, but the guy can play. Uh, the the safeties are very good, Javon Holland. So the Dolphins have players, you know, and, and if Fangio puts them together, I mean, you, you think about the gauntlet of defenses the Bills have to face, and their defense is good too. But New England, Jets, Miami, I mean, there's not an AFC East division game this year where the, the defensive squad for either team is going to be you could have four top 10 defenses theoretically in that division so you know there, there's potential there for Miami to be you know a very very good team on both sides of the ball but again you know back to your question it's all about Tua if he plays 10 games if he plays 17 games to me those are two entirely different outlooks for Miami I'm a big Jalen Phillips fan of myself I just think he's a fantastic player and you're right he's on an ascension um him and Wilkins, the two guys you mentioned, I thought would be fits for the Bills at the times both of those guys were drafted. Of course, the Bills did draft Jalen Phillips' teammate, Greg Rousseau, in that draft when they took Greg Rousseau in the first round. Phillips had already gone to the Miami Dolphins. All right, I made a statement. I wrote on Twitter, Thad, I was not trying to troll Patriots fans, I promise. Now, it's not past me to troll Patriots fans. I'll do that. I'll tell you right now. I don't mind doing that. I don't mind ruffling feathers. But I wrote last week, the Patriots are the fourth best team in the AFC East. If they sign DeAndre Hopkins... They're the fourth best team in the AFC East. Do you agree with my statement? No, hundred percent. I saw that Thank tweet, and, and I know I know how it looked. I know why it was taken the way it was taken. Right, but I still think it's accurate. Yeah, I mean, now look, New England is not. New England might be the best fourth place team in the NFL. This right. is still a team that can easily win seven to ten games. You know, depending on how things break, schedule wise, injuries, whatever, what have you. Mac Jones. I, I know people, you know, kind of look down on him. I think 
he can play at an acceptable level. You want to throw the term game manager out? I'm probably fine with that. But with Josh Uche and Matthew Judon, you know, the Patriots have the best pair of edge rushers, maybe until Von Miller's healthy in the division. And, you know, regardless of who's the best, who's second best, those two guys are still nasty. When you begin with that, you add in what Bill Belichick can do defensively. They've still got pieces in the secondary that are dangerous. New England's a, a good team, and I would pick them to finish fourth, but I, I can easily see things going wrong for either Miami or the Jets, probably more likely the Jets, to where New England could finish ahead of one or both. So, yeah, New England is the fourth-place team in the, in the division, the fourth-best team, but they're a dangerous fourth-place team that could easily figure into a wild-card discussion you know, if things, again, do break right. Are they a threat to the Bills? I don't think so. They do not have the quarterback or the pieces. I mean, other than Ramondre Stevenson on offense, is there anything you're scared about? I mean, the, the big conversation with New England's offensive improvement centers around Bill O'Brien. If the guy's wearing a headset and that's your big improvement, I'm really not that overly concerned, especially where the Patriots offense was last year. I mean, they had corners, whether the Guyton was the guy against the Bills who scored a touchdown on a, on a quick throw corners who were their most dangerous offensive weapons. This is not an offense that scares anybody. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about O'Brien like that, and I'm thinking about the Fangio conversation. It's really the, the coordinators that are coming in on these two teams, Miami on their defensive side and New England on the offensive side, really that people are looking at as these big acquisitions and additions to see where the team can go. And then you have the Bills and Sean McDermott, right, calling plays, which is going to be interesting, a departure from Leslie Frazier and how that might change. And there's a big change in New York, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers. So this is an this is an interesting division from that standpoint. And I agree with you. Yes, it, it comes off as, oh, my God, here you go after Patriots fans again. But the follow-up to what I wrote is true, which is it's still a good team. Like, they can still win enough games. They can even compete for the playoffs. I just don't see them passing the Jets or the Dolphins unless either A, Tua just doesn't play enough games, or B, Aaron Rodgers doesn't stay healthy, which obviously is possible. Is that the big concern for the Jets, keeping Aaron Rodgers healthy all year? You know, the one thing about the Jets that I don't think anyone has talked about that, that probably should be talked about more is that I don't think their skill guys are all that intimidating. Now, look, um, you know, obviously mm -hmm. Garrett Wilson, great first year. I mean, it seems like the sky's the limit for that guy. But to be fair, it's one good year for a rookie. We'll see. You know, there, there's been plenty of cases where rookies have an excellent first year. I mean, Elijah Moore in the same team the year before didn't play as well, but it, it fits the, the point I'm trying to make. Beyond that, you know, what do the Jets have at receiver? I mean, Alan Lazard probably a solid number two at best. Nicole Hardman, okay. Um, Corey Davis, fine. I mean, th there's no one in that group that, that's going to bother you. I like Ty Conklin as a tight end, but if he's better than 10th in the NFL, I think that'd probably be a reach. Brees Hall, if healthy, would be a fantastic weapon. But I compare what happened with Brees Hall to what happened with Saquon Barkley when he did his ACL you know, back in 2020. Barkley's 2021 season was not – and he was a shadow of himself. So expecting the Jets to get anything out of Brees Hall this year, I think is asking too much. So when you look at that that skill group, it's Garrett Wilson and what? You know, now look, could Aaron Rodgers elevate all those guys and make them a little bit better to where they are dangerous? Sure. Could the Jets defense be so good that they don't have to have great skill guys because all they got to do is score 20 points to win a bunch of games? Absolutely. But, you know, I don't think this skill group is anywhere near as good as it would need to be to where they are a bona fide Super Bowl contender. Again, it can happen. It's in the realm of possibility, but but their skill guys underwhelm me too much to where I look at they have Aaron Rodgers and they're all set. I think it's going to take a little more than that. All right, Thad. 
You've been to London. That's a great trip. We're all looking forward to going to London to cover the Buffalo Bills. But outside of that, what's your what's your road trip this year you're most looking forward to from either a professional or personal standpoint? Well, I'm excited about LA and Miami, not in early September. Yes, I, mean, I love it. That is going to be season. last year. The Bills were the only NFL team that did not have a warm weather game or a dome game after Thanksgiving. Only team in the league. So every single game we did after Thanksgiving was outside and cold. Yeah. This year we get the flip side, you know, and, and I think on top of that, you know, personally not having to work Thanksgiving, having the opportunity to be home for Christmas, you know, catching that Saturday game was a, was a huge break. I think personally for us that weekend. So, you know, those are the things that kind of stick out to me. London is, is the trip of the year, you know, beyond that, I mean, I'm, I'm looking to fill in the last few spots of stadiums I haven't been to. So for me, it's just Arizona, San Francisco, and uh, DC, I think are all I got left. So, Oh, really? Um, Hold outside on, those... For me, it's Arizona, San Francisco, and Vegas. Oh, Vegas too. I haven't gone to Vegas. Okay. Yet. I'm like, oh, wait yeah. a minute. You've been to Vegas. I was going to ask because yeah. if you had the other two, we would have knocked those off during the COVID year. The COVID we, year. Remember we had, we had that conversation playing golf where, where you yeah. looked at me and you said, which would you pick? Would you rather have no football and then slide that whole schedule next year so we can travel the whole thing or have football? And I kind of laughed and said, I'd rather have no football because we really wanted to take all those trips that year when it was Arizona, San Fran, yes. and Vegas on the road. But yeah, so, you know, hopefully we'll get another chance of those three. Um, and, and for whatever reason, I've missed DC, you know, over the years. Um, but, in, you know, when I look at trips, those are the only, the places I like to go. Seattle is a place I love to go, not just for the stadium, but for the city. I like Nashville, but we've been there so many times. It's kind of, you know, run its course with me. Those are the trips that would get me excited. Beyond that, I mean, look, a lot of the cities have, have things I like and look forward to, stadiums too. Um, but, you know, outside of, of, of London this year, there's not a, a, a game in particular because of where I'm going that I think has me overly interested. By the way, if you looked at next year's away schedule, you know, these things are determined. I'm not trying to get a year and a half ahead, folks, okay? But it is interesting. Next year they do. do we do things like this all the time. Go ahead. Yeah, right. Uh, they go back to L.A. because they play the Rams next year, and they go to Seattle next year. So next year you kind of get you get both those things. And who knows? You could have another, you know, Europe game. Of course, you still have Miami in that schedule. But, hey, L.A. and Seattle in the same year ain't bad. Yeah, that'll be a good year. I mean, there's always good years. I mean, yeah. there's very rarely a season where you're like, oh, you know, we're, what are we doing? We're doing – Cleveland and the Jets and that's it. There's always a, a fun place to go. And it's, it is nice to be able to see these different stadiums and especially yeah. with the bills, you know, especially with the bills building a new stadium, yeah. you know, I've, I've definitely noticed a little more about, you know, where's the locker room located? You know, how are the luxury suites positioned? Where, you know, what, what is, what is this arrangement? How does, what is the architecture like? It's, it's fun to kind of dive into a little of that and then compare it to what the bills are planning, you know, for 2026 in Orchard Park. That tell everybody where they can uh, follow you and all of the different coverage they'll be getting, especially during training camp in Rochester, where a lot of people will be coming from all places to see their Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Thad Brown Seven. That's the number one place to start. I am on Instagram at Thad Brown Seven, working a little more there as well. And then online, you can find the the longer work, the more formal stuff at RochesterFirst.com. All right, Matt Bove not here, but he will be back shortly, and. Uh, Thad Brown, in the meantime, did a great job filling in. And especially on short notice, we were playing golf today. And I'm like, hey, dude, can you come on the show tonight with me? I got, I need, I need a guy. And you're like, absolutely. So I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Hey, man, thanks for the invite. And, and to Matt Bove, congrats. Hope you're back soon. Hope all is well. 
and I uh, hope to see you guys soon. And Sal, I'm going to see you again tomorrow. We're playing golf again. We are playing golf again tomorrow. By the time people are listening to this, we'll actually be back on the golf course again. Thank you very much to our producer, Lucas Buckley, always doing a great job here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. iTunes, Spotify, Odyssey app on audio, however you pod, it doesn't matter. And of course, on the YouTube page, at Sal Sports, you can see our faces here as we talk to you. Thanks a lot.